This is the First Security Financial Show with David Compton from First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, David provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is David Compton to help you find out how to be secured financially. All right, another Saturday morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. Good morning. Glad you can tune in, whether you're a long-time listener, first-time listener. Um, glad you could tune in. You know, last week we talked about wife talk. We talked about how we need to have our wives more involved in the retirement process, not just telling her what you're doing. This week we're going to have a segment, and we're going to entitle it Advisor Talk. Because, you know, every day when I sit down with clients, uh, some of them have advisors and some don't. But the ones that have advisors, um, I'm, I'm surprised sometimes at what some firms and what some advisors won't do for their clients. But the one thing I hear, well, but I, I've made pretty good money the last couple of years. And so my thought process is, is that the only criteria that you put on an advisor if he's done pretty good. And, and in reality, is it anything that he's done as much as what the markets have done? That's Now, granted, he's picked you maybe some good funds and different things, so you give him some kudos there. But the reality is there's a lot more to planning for retirement than just saying my account values are up. And if you don't, you re- what's going to happen is that becomes more and more obvious once you retire. And we talk about this all the time. It's when you're right now, if you're still working and contributed, you're in an accumulation phase. When you get closer to retirement, you, you need to move a little bit more toward, toward a preservation phase and then into a distribution phase. So because you can accumulate and accumulate and, and, and have it run wide open and then one drop in the market, market dip for a year or two, and you're you're probably going to have to work longer and that's going to derail your plan and those type of things will continue to happen all during your retirement and you'll you'll be fighting an uphill battle the whole time so there's there's other things that you need to do so we're going to talk about that and it's not a put down on advisors or your advisor but it's really ha- giving you an awareness an understanding of what are some thing other things that I need to consider that the advisor that I have or the company that I work with is either doing or not doing for me. And that's something that we really want to want to keep in mind. And, and saying that, David, I had a, a person that I met with the other day and, and talked to him. And then she ended up telling me, she goes, you know, you gave us a lot of good information at your Social Security workshop. And she goes, I brought it back to my advisor and he thought it was a good plan, so she said, that's what we're going to do. So I said, you came to us, another advisor group, to get a plan to bring back to your advisor, and he agrees it's a good plan, and that's what you're going to do. And I said, and you still staying with him? Right. And right, not only that, my, my next question is, 
would be then what other things has he not brought not, to you exactly that maybe are beneficial and this is the reason we talk about getting a second opinion, opinion. because there's there's always more than one way to do something and you, you need to make sure his way or her way of doing things is going to resonate with you, is, is that it's compatible for you. This is what you want. Because they may say, no, we need to do this, and you may not be totally comfortable with it. And remember, this is your money. This is your retirement plan. So, to yeah, some, yeah, if you have to go out to another advisor to bring it back to your advisor now. Yeah, I, I've always had. not. Yeah, I've always said, wow. I'm glad, uh, uh, you know, he, he needs to call me up and, and, and send me a gift card for helping him out with right. that client, you know. But the reality is you shouldn't have to do that. An advisor should be more to you than just somebody that picks funds. funds. And that's all you. this guy was. You know, and so if that's the case, then you, you, you got an accumulation guy, and that's it. He may not serve you well when you start – uh, gravitating toward the preservation and the distribution phase of your life. You can't stay in the same format, the same uh, allocations, the same risk tolerance through retirement that you did in your working years. If you are, you, you're in, that's a recipe for, for uh, problems and maybe even disaster. So that's what we want to talk about today. Um, what you have to ask yourself, how do you, how do you know when it might be time to get a second opinion? How do you know? Possibly when you and your advisor don't see eye to eye on certain things. When you hear things or read things and he's not open to uh, any conversation of looking at things from a different perspective. And granted, he's got his way of doing it. I, I understand that. Uh, you just need to make sure that you're your objectives and goals mesh with his because every every advisor and, and every firm that you work with that, that an advisor may work with sometimes it's not just his objectives it's that firm's objectives that he doesn't have a lot of choice in uh in changing and so first and foremost you know we talk about it all the time you you do need to look uh uh, at a fiduciary, somebody that works in the best interest, at, and as a fiduciary, this is exactly what I do. We, we, we have to do what I have to do. What's in the best interest of the client, and that's important to understand because we're going to put the client's objectives and goals first. Now, with that, we're going to offer you a lot of different services, and and to me, consistently over and over, and our listeners that have heard our show know we we rate social security very high as far as uh things that need to you, you need to have your hands around and understand social security and the importance of when and how to draw it uh, and we spend a lot of time with clients working on this and putting this together to formulate a plan for them so how do you know it may be time to get a second opinion i actually had a client once tell me that their advisor told them they didn't think Social Security was relevant for their retirement. Now, that's, that's somebody you need to say, whoa, what is he trying to say here? What he, what he basically said, and, and really in a way that wasn't very intelligent, was, I don't do Social Security. Uh, I can't help you there. 
But to downgrade it and say that it's not something that's going to be... Which is crazy because look at the numbers. We see people off of Social Security anywhere from 45000 to $70,000 a year. Or more. That, or more. And that's not a, a significant well, amount. It, it, Man. Household income in retirement, 64.8% of it is made up by Social Security. Okay, then that's an average. So that means 50% is going to have less than that, and really 50% is going, may have more than that, maybe a higher percentage. We know that 50% of the people retire on 100% Social Security. Security. So what you're doing is you're averaging those two numbers together, and, and it brings it down to 64.8%. So if you have – that's why it's even important. No matter if you're the side that has no other money to, to live off of but Social Security, you're probably, in, in my eyes, wouldn't be the candidate to draw it at 62 just because you're eligible for it. You're probably going to have to work a little longer, and to work a little longer means you're going to have to draw, wait to draw Social Security down the road. And there's always exceptions. There is exceptions to the rule. Uh, I, I had a client that came in this past week. Um, you know, she's in the Baton Rouge area. She flooded three years ago, was putting her house back together. And she's like 64. Um, knows she's got to work as long as she can, but doesn't know how long physically she can do. She works in a physically demanding job as a as as a as a nurse, and so doesn't know how long she's going to be able to do it. But she wants to work to 70 to bump her social security numbers up because that's all she's going to have to live on. Because she used a lot all her resources to fix her house back up. And you know, we looked at the numbers, and I told her, I said. Even if you work past 66, her full retirement age was 66, said might be a good idea to go ahead and draw it at 66. Why? While she's still working, she was going to take her Social Security check and pay the mortgage off. Dump, keep paying her monthly note what she's been paying, but put the extra Social Security money on top of it as well. And this is a situation because when she retires, she won't have a house note or any other debt at that point, and she'll be able to live I won't. I don't know about comfortably, but she'll be able to manage with in retirement that way. And sometimes that's the challenge of what you have to do for certain circumstances. So that's what somebody that doesn't have a lot of money, but even people that have a decent amount of money to invest, they too need to carefully look at uh, the way they uh, draw Social Security. We're going to head to our first break. If you want to. Uh, interested in possibly getting a second opinion and talk about some of the things that we're going to talk about in this seg these four segments today uh, about planning for retirement looking uh, getting a second opinion um, maybe have some questions answered that your current firm or advisor isn't uh, working with you on as well give us a call 1-800-858-3029 that's 1-800-858-3029 we're going to head to our first break break all right, welcome back, everyone. I'm David Compton. He's John Compton. We're talking about advisor talk today, meaning what's the criteria that you use to determine if you have what you consider to be a good advisor? Is it just making money the only thing that matters to be a good advisor? You know, stop and think about it. The market over the uh, past 10 years has really been on a, a, a on an exceptional run. The, the longest um, 
bull market, I said bear, but the longest bull market in, in history. Are we to attribute all of that to your advisor? Not at all. And you can't attribute it to me either, I, you know, for my clients. But the, the point with that is, is that the only thing that denotes that you have a good advisor? Is the fact that your accounts have made money? I know it's important. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not saying that because my clients aren't making money. But I'm saying there, there, there has to be something else. And there's a lot of reasons that you have to look at that have to be taken into consideration to help you determine is my advisor looking out for my whole financial best interests. Well, we, we already know that Americans are living a lot longer. At life expectancy now is, is, you know, 82 to, to 86, 87 years old in that range. That's an average. Once again, we talk about averages. 50% will hit that and 50% won't. So what fit part of the 50% are you in? This is why we have to really make an informed, educated decision about when we're going to draw Social Security because of longevity. And even though there's some listeners out there that are going to argue with you, oh, I'm going to take it at 62 no matter what, and that may be fine, but I can show you the numbers that if you wait to 66 or longer, you actually, and if you have a reasonable expectation to live past 75, 76 years old, you're leaving a lot of money on the table by taking it at 62. And in some cases, even 66. So we already know part of retirement for a lot of people is they're working longer because they can't afford to retire. So if you're working longer, let Social Security go longer. And if you're just going to retire with Social Security, make sure you retire debt-free, meaning no house, no, no credit card bills, nothing like that to where you can live off of your Social Security. Is it easy? No, it's not going to be easy. But the challenge is, once again, we're talking about, is your advisor helping you look at at Social Security? Does your advisor, is he helping you understand that you need to have a plan for income? So if you have money in an IRA, a 401k, even a previous 401k and IRA that you had from another job, are you using, is he developing a plan for you that's going to help you generate income along with Social Security. And this is why that's so important. You've heard us, if you've listened to our show, you know we believe very firmly in this in this uh, motto and this, this strategy. Maximize Social Security, then put an income plan together. And what does that do? That allows you to, to satisfy your needs in retirement. This is what I need to live my life. Not that my... Um, standard of living took a big dip down, but in order to maintain my standard of living within reason. And then, so if you put a retirement plan together, when you go to retire, you know exactly when you're going to claim Social Security and you know when your income plan is going to kick in. And then, but we don't, in most cases, we don't use all uh, all the 401k or IRA money to fund the income plan. And what's left we're going to help you put it into a managed portfolio. And this goes back now. We're going to look at that risk tolerance. We're going to align that risk tolerance to your comfort level. 
Some clients, as the, and, and we all, as we get older, our tolerance for risk shrinks because we know we can't make it back. There's no going back to work to replace it. And I may not have enough time for it to recover before I'm going to need it. And I don't want to have to pull money off of a, uh, a mutual fund or a stock that's down 30 40% in value. Now, now I locked in a loss there is what I did. So part of the plan is, and there's going to be down years in the market. We have to, because we're living longer, because of, uh, uh, of the cost of living, everything involved, we have to have a plan in place. And, and doesn't it make sense? I mean, stop and think about this. If you've been working all your life, all your lives, so when you started going to work, how did you get paid? Well, maybe when you were younger, you got paid once a week. You know, when I was a kid, I used to cut grass, and I cut the yard. My hand went out. <laughs> right. You didn't I was looking, even... There wasn't no at the end of the week. I was. I, I, I got paid right then. That's not the reality today. Today we get paid. Maybe if you still find some that pay you once a week, I think the norm is every weekly. two week, every yeah. twice a month. So if you get paid every when you retire, that shifts probably to once a month. But you get a paycheck once a month. But what happens is, and what's really changed, is we don't have pensions. Very few people today have pensions. And when I say pensions, I'm not talking about you have a state retirement and you don't have Social Security. I'm talking about people that generally have a Social Security check and a private pension. Those are, are, are falling by the wayside every day. They're, 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 there's very few of them left. So the reality is it comes down to getting Social Security right. That's why you need the, you have to put more pressure on that, so to speak, to make sure you get that right. And the other is what you've saved. How am I going to generate an income for that? But what's the problem? Because the pensions aren't there. Everything, and even if you worked for an employer that matched you very nicely in a 401K, at the end of the day, you got a pot of money. Not an income stream, a pot of money. And this is where the problem comes in. Because as Americans, we, we generally don't do that well with pots of money. And, and for good reason. All of our lives while we worked, we never got paid a pot of money by the employer. I asked at the educational, one of our, our seminars the other night, how many people would work for a company if in January they say, hey, I'm going to pay you for the whole year up front. And you hold over and manage your money as you as you can. And no one raised their Nobody hand. wanted it. Nobody said they would do it. For secondly, because what would happen, the employer wouldn't want to do it either. Because after about the third or fourth month, most people will have blown through the money. And they'll have to go get another job to support themselves for the rest of the year. And they would year. quit that job. And they would quit that job, even though they were under contract to continue to work because they've been paid. Now, you know, that's a recipe for disaster. But what it shows us is, is that... If we're given a lump sum in our 401k, doesn't it make sense to take a piece of it and dedicate it to income purposes only? All you're doing is saying, hey, I'm going to continue to pay myself the way I've been paid all my life. A monthly paycheck or you could eat. Some of them you could set it up on a every every two weeks. But for the most part, you're going to get paid once a month. It's a paycheck. That's what you're looking for. What happens is, is when people get paid, they look at that lump sum of money and you say, wow, I got $400,000 in my 401k. 
That's a, that's a huge amount of money. And by itself, if we look at that number, we can get caught up in the number and say, well, it is a, a nice chunk of money. But when you put it in uh, perspective as to what, it, what it's intended to accomplish, it's not a lot of money. Because if you're going to be retired for 20, 25 years between a husband and wife, now you got to pull some money off of it each month. you got to create a paycheck, and that has to sustain me. That's where the problem comes in. So I'm going to go back to what we've been talking about. Is your advisor talking to you about a method for you to turn that into income? Not just, hey, Bob, Mary, I hear you retiring. How much money you need each month? Right. Oh, we send you $2,000 a month. Okay, is it is it sustainable? Yeah, you only have $150,000 and yeah. I'll send you $2,000. It's, That's how many gonna, years is it, that going to last? Right. See, if if he's not ha- having those type of conversations with you and telling you, see, one of the things that an advisor has to tell you and needs to tell you, especially if he's a fiduciary, is that sometimes he's got to tell you what you don't want to hear. Sometimes he's got to tell you, Bob, Mary, you really can't afford that house. That house note is too high based on the amount of assets that you have, and you've you've just recently refinanced it for 30 years you're not going to pay this off during retirement. So it might be advisable to sell the house, downsize, or even rent. See, a a good advisor is going to tell you the things that you need to hear, not always what you want to hear. That's a true test to see if you have the right advisor instead of the only thing that he worries about, hey, Bob, Mary, we made you 8% last year. Well, there's a whole lot more to putting in a retirement plan than just the returns themselves. If you want to get that second opinion and see what that could be look like for you, give us a call at 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. We're going to head to our second break. We'll be right back. Break, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everyone. I'm David Compton again, this, and he's John Compton. This is our third segment today. We've been talking about what what do you need to to uh, to look for in an advisor to to help you formulate a retirement plan. Is it just all uh, money gains? You know, sometimes even when you look for a job, sometimes you you know we we always want to make the most money we can when we're working for a company. But if their expectations and the working conditions are not tolerable, all the money in the world is not going to, it's not going to make us happy. We probably won't stay at that job and might be willing to even take a pay cut to get away from it. So my point here is if you have an advisor, even if he's made money, don't allow the, um, the increases in your retirement fund to be the only reason you stay with them and you're willing to put up with a whole bunch of other stuff because you don't have to do it that way. We have a tendency to get complacent and say, well, he's done okay. But there's a whole lot of other moving parts when it comes to properly planning. We talked about Social Security. Um, We've talked about um, an income plan. It, what about the risk factor? When you look back at the positive years, were you with this advisor in 08 and 09? How big of a hit did, he ta- did you take? 
Is he telling you now, yeah, but I know you took a hit back then, but look how well it's come back since then. Has he changed your risk factor there? And if he hasn't, then you're being set up for, for potentially another, if there's another correction, you could hit all of that as well. And remember, there's a lot of factors that go into putting a retirement plan together. Just making money isn't a retirement plan. Are you having conversation, even if he or she's not initiating a conversation with you, are you letting them know, hey, I'm in my red zone of retirement, my last one to five, six to ten years left? What do we need to adjust? Do we need to start getting a little bit conservative somewhere? I'm sitting down with clients that's got 100% of their money in equities. I'm talking no bonds. And I'm like, what are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> you're five years, four or five years out from retirement. It's a recipe for having to work longer. Yeah, they in the casino every morning. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I understand the need to make more money and make more money, but you got to offset that by, by the understanding that you could very well lose money. When you're in accumulation phase and the markets are bouncing up and down, up and down, you're in your 30s and 40s, even your early 50s. It's an issue in your early 50s if you plan to retire in your late 50s. But if you're going to work into your 60s, your early 50s, you'll be all right. But if you're in those age groups and the markets are bouncing up and down, you've got time for the market to recover and then give you some more gains. But if you're four or five years out and the market tanks, what happens, the difference is, and what most people don't realize is, And this is where we get fooled. We look at those statements and say, yeah, I lost a lot of money in 08 and 09. I not only made that money back, but I'm way ahead of of the game again. I get that. What changes the whole game is when you start pulling money off of the counts. Now you've got multiple hands feeding in your retirement nest egg. And you say, well... You got the fees from the advisor, and yes, we have fees too with our managed platform. You have what you're taking out of the nest egg to live, and rightfully so, it's your money. And then the market has losses, and it rears its ugly head and takes a chunk of your money out as well. So what happens is, at those rates, your money's not going to last. That's where it's different. See, when you were working, you weren't touching the money. You didn't have an, an imminent need for that money. Once you retire, that money has a, takes on a whole different look. Why? Because this is money I, I'm going to need to help me pay for my electric bill, my food, my insurances, and all the other things that I, that I have to have to maintain my standard of living. If you don't position some of that money differently if you don't position it where that money cannot be harmed by market volatility then you're going to set yourself in a position to where your income is going to fluctuate with the markets you may even get a call from that advisor that says look you got hit pretty hard here i would recommend that you back off and not take quite as much out or stop altogether and then you're saying Well, I really can't do that. I can't afford to do that. I need that money to maintain my standard of living. Well, if you continue to take it, you run the risk of running out of money. And so 
Bob, George, you're probably going back to work at that. Are you looking for some part-time work? And maybe that wasn't part, that wasn't the recipe for your retirement plan. This is why you have to have that conversation. If that advisor is not willing to make adjustments in how he's doing it, sometimes they have a different agenda than yours. This is when you know you don't have a fiduciary. If they're not willing to make adjustments, then what's happening is, is they're looking out for their best interests or the interest of the firm and the company. This is why the second opinion becomes so vital. What, what we help clients with is identifying Social Security and an income plan you know what you're going to get. It's not going to be subjected to the ups and downs of the market, period. So I got my income. I'm living happy. The market's down. I'm not happy because my managed money may be down. But I'm not dependent on that money right now to pay my bills, kind of like your 401K is right now if you're working. You're not counting on it to pay your bills right now. In the near future, you will. So that's all we're trying to do because there's so many other factors to take into consideration. Healthcare cost. Um, you know, when you get on Medicare at 65, there's some there's some break there. There's a tremendous uh, advantage there when you hit 65 as well. Um, but there's a number uh, a number of other factors that go into uh, we we you need to plan for inflation. What about taxes? All of these things need to be part of the conversation with your current advisor. Is he helping you to see right now? This is something I've done for a number of my clients for the past year or so. Helping them to evaluate their circumstances to see if they could take out more money off of their retirement accounts and not have to pay hardly any more in taxes. Some of them none. Why? Because the new standard deduction doubled for you. It went from 6000 a person to 12000 married couples, $24,000 standard deduction. However, if, you, if you're still paying on a house note, you can't itemize. You have to do one or the other. In most cases, the higher standard deduction beats what you can get on the house Schedule A anyway. And so if you can take that, that means if you're living on an income of sixty k, and you take 24 off the table, it's not rocket science here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you're, you're talking about $36,000 of, of income that you're going to pay taxes on. What that means is you're going to be in a much lower bracket. Maybe at this point, depending on how much IRA 401k dollars you have, might make sense to take some of that money out, pay taxes on it at a lower rate so you don't go into another tax bracket. Because right now, taxes are on sale for you. And we know what to do when a sale is. That's when you buy. In this case here, you can pull a little bit more money out of the IRA. You don't have to spend it. You just pull a little bit more out and put it in the savings. Why? Because you're choosing to pay taxes. And in some cases, we've got some clients that are taking more money out, and they're still flying under the radar and not having to pay any taxes at all. See, these are, these are things that you're, if your advisor is not conversing with you about or hasn't conversed with you about, you got to question and ask yourself, why isn't he or she calling me? Why isn't he talking to me about Social Security? Why does he or she not have an income plan for me? Why he or she won't listen to me when I say I don't want that much risk? If that's what you've been dealing with, you need a second opinion. You need someone that's going to be looking out for your best interest and not just his or her. 
you want to see what what that could potentially look like for you, write this number down, 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. Go to the website, firstsecuritywealthmanager.com. There's a, a, a whole bunch of reports that you can look at. You can look at the pa- a podcast. I didn't mention that as I, I have in the past. I encourage you, if you caught bits and pieces of the show, you want to go back and listen to previous shows, you can go to our website, firstsecuritywealthmanager.com. Uh, click on uh, radio, and there will be some podcasts uh, listed right on our website. Or you can go to Spotify. You can go to uh, Apple uh, Music and iTunes. Click in First Security Financial, and there's a whole list of previous shows that you can uh, listen to on our podcast. We encourage you to do that. You can do it at your own spare time. You don't have to just be on Saturday mornings. We're going to head to our last break. We'll be right back. 1-800-858-3029. All right. We are back, everyone. This is our last segment. We've been talking a lot about what I consider advisor talk, talk that you need to be having with your advisor. Just like you have talk with your wives, we should be having talk with our wives about retirement planning. Uh, The advisor needs to be in some of that conversation as well. If the only thing that your advisor ever talks to you is how well the accounts have grown or how well they haven't grown, um, then you, you definitely need to get a second opinion. And you might be opened, you might open your eyes to see there's a whole lot more to planning for retirement, to investing than just focusing in on the gains in your account. Is it important? Yes. Is it at the top of the list? Yes. Is it the only thing on the list? No. Because if you don't have the other things in place, eventually at some point, what happens? The market corrects. And if you're only hanging your hat on positives, now what are you going to do? He don't bring anything else to the table. The market's down 30%. You're hurting. You don't have a fallback position. It's as simple as that. It's kind of like marrying a woman that's really good looking but has no personality. And then after you marry her, you realize, and the, and the looks start going away. <laughs> You're like, what did I do here? Yeah, it's just what it is. You don't have anything else to fall back on. The looks are gone. So, yeah. Or the woman marries this good-looking guy. It's the same thing. It's a thing. two-way street. Two-way it's street. A, it's a, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not opposed to saying it's just for the ladies. It's for yeah. the guy. So the reality here is understand there's more involved here. We, you know, because we're living longer, you really need to take a strategic approach to drawing Social Security. Simple as that. You need to make an informed, educated decision, and there's so many moving parts. And what's really funny is I'm seeing a lot of these so-called educational Social Security seminars that a great deal of the guys that are teaching it don't know what they're talking about. And I hear this from people tell me all the time. I want the guy, he he didn't know any of the answers to these questions here that I just asked you. And that's sad. That really is. But the reality is you need to make informed decisions. We have a Social Security maximization report, which I promise you is above average uh, when it comes to what you get online. Some of these Social Security seminars, um, excuse me, Social Security reports uh, are, are not very good. We can take in a whole lot of other things into consideration. What if 
You worked for the state and you paid in Social Security. Or you worked for the federal government that didn't pay Social Security and you get a federal pension, but you worked for the, after that job and paid in Social Security. In our maximization report, we can also calculate, if you get us the right information we need, your WEP calculation, the windfall elimination provision, or if your spouse is wanting to take a spousal benefit, what about the GPO, the government pension offset? We can calculate these into that as well. The majority of your Social Security reports are not going to do that for you. They're just not. And there's so many other factors that come into play with divorces, with uh, spouses dying, when you can draw, how you can draw. There's a lot of information out there that people, the average person doesn't know. And, and you know what? You can go to Social Security and get their manual and then read it and still not understand what you read. Because right. there's a lot of information. And don't underestimate the value of having an income plan. Where what we provide in addition to the maximization report is what we call a compass report and what the compass report is it spells everything out in detail so it's going to tell you based upon the plan that you put in we put in place with a lot of your input we determine at what point you may draw social security okay we'll look at the maximization report most clients will say yeah that that looks good we're gonna start i'll just start drawing at 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 67 let's right all right so at 67 it's going to tell you on the compass report what your income is it's going to tell you what your spouse's social security is it's also going to tell you if you have any other sources of income if you're getting a pension from somewhere we'll list that pension and then we're going to look at what else do you need it's going to have a income need so if you add those together, your, your income sources, and it only generates 50000 a year and you need seventy five. Where's the other twenty five coming from? Well, now we plug in your investments. We plug in the income plan that gives you that extra $2,000 a month, and we'll tell you where that's coming from, guaranteed. And then we'll have your managed money, and if we're generating any income off of that, maybe when you turn 70 and a half, you haven't fully met all your required minimal right. distributions, you got to pull some money off of there. What it is is a detailed report to show you where the money's coming from, and based on very conservative, realistic expectations, it's going to show you what those accounts are going to generate, and then 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years in retirement, it's going to show you, based on the amount of money you're pulling off and the growth that these accounts, uh, conservative growth, where you're going to be at in that time period. Right. At any given time, we'll show you exactly where the expectation of your money is going to be. And David, no one over the years that's ever came in for a second opinion that has their advisors, whether they did business whether with us or not, has never had a plan like that when they walk through the doors. Most of them don't. You're right. I've never seen any of them. You know, yeah. the people I've seen, and they just, it's not there. How do you know, if you don't have this type of plan, how do you know that you can even retire and what the income's going to be? Well, I know. Over the years, I've had clients that come in and say, well, I'm, I'm retiring at the end of the year. Okay. Well, um, how much income do you need to live? I don't know. And they don't have a lot of stuff put together. And I know that's why they're coming in. It's not a put down. But the reality is, it's like, okay, well, we need to first make sure that this is going to be with, within your affordability to do right. it. Do you have enough income to come in? 
and do it. And what happens, there's been more than one that came in with an expectation to retire at some point. Then when we start putting all the reports together for them, it told a different tale. Then it says, you know what, George, it looks like you might do better work in two more years. Once again, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Right. Because everybody, not everybody, but some walk in, I want to retire right now, but they know they can't. Um, But when somebody comes in, we put a plan together and say, look, if you work two more years, here's where your numbers will be. Social Security will be this. We'll have the income plan kick in in two years, and this is what you're going to get. You can live comfortably on that, and we still have a sufficient amount of managed money for future growth as well. It's a win-win. you got to have the conversation. You have to take some initiative to have a share in that plan, and it's not going to happen automatically. Right. It's just not going to wake up one day, and you're going to feel this, this ease of comfort and going, ah, oh, I think I'm going to be able to retire. Not right. if you don't do your homework, not if you don't put something into it, and not if you don't have an advisor that's going to help you prepare in all the different areas as well. Got to write the number down. 1-800-858-3029. That's 1-800-858-3029. Go to the website, firstsecurityfinancialwealthmanager.com. You can click on radio and listen to podcast as well, or you can click on Social Security Reports, Compass Reports, Cost of um, your, your Color of Money Risk Analysis to, to determine how much risk you have in your portfolio. There's a wealth of different reports that you can use to help you be better prepared for retirement. This is going to wrap up another week. Have a good weekend. Go yep. Tigers, and we'll be back next Saturday. And thank you for listening to the First Security Financial Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact David Compton at First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. Call 800-858-3029 or visit their website at firstsecurityfinancialshow.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc. makes no representations as to its accuracy or completeness. This commercial shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or investment advisory services to residents of any state other than Louisiana or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through First Security Financial Wealth Manager, Inc., a registered investment advisor in the state of Louisiana. Insurance products and services are offered through an affiliated company, David Compton, Inc., DBA for Security Financial.